our special relaunch of our podcast. We're really excited to be back with you. I am Jen, and I'm here with our co-hosts, Sally and Maggie. Welcome. Hello. Welcome back. Yay. We're very excited. Super excited to be back. We originally started this podcast when we were becoming a B Corp, and we were talking about how how we started that path and how we became a B Corp. And I think now with this relaunch, we're shifting focus a little bit to talk about why that matters. Why does culture matter to great customer service? And what are some tips that you can do in your company if you want to really take your customer service to that next level? And so we're going to today talk about some tips and we're going to talk about some great customer service experiences that we've had and how they could have been just taken up a notch to the next level. And so I think to start, how about Sally, why don't you share with everyone just some tips that you have if if a company wants to elevate their customer service, what are some things they could do? Well, thanks, Jen. I'm super excited to be back with this relaunch, um, especially a topic that is close to us as an outsourcer. Of course, we support lots of brands with their customer service and we see practices that are really great in terms of service. And then we see lots of opportunities to improve it. And I think the complexities um, continue to compound the situation. You know, I think for a long time, We've had the channels of phone, email, chat. Now there's, you know, SMS, texting, there's social channels, metaverse is coming. Uh, So there's a lot of opportunity to uh, offer additional access channels. And then there's, like I said, opportunities to maybe um, do some things to improve that overall process. Uh, when, When we sit down with clients, I think one of the channels that causes the most frustration with customers and it's the most difficult to let go of is email. Uh, You know, people like to be able to submit it, but then you don't really know if you get a response, it goes into your spam filter. So that's like, that could be a whole podcast, like how much we hate email. Uh, And I think it might, it might, it might get a really big draw. Uh, I think chat is also, you know, people are like, oh, chat is far more efficient you know, from the business side. uh, And I think it is, you can at least escalate and you've got a human being, but it is slow. I think uh, Mm -hmm. texting is probably the next uh, horizon of, uh, of options that are asynchronous, but you can text and then walk out the door. And when customer service gets back to you, you know, you're not bothered if it's 20 minutes from now Mm -hmm. or, four hours from now, at least you don't have to go digging around in your email (laughs) to try and find it. Uh, So I think, you know, I think it'd be really interesting to dig into each one of these in the future. But you know, that's what I I think we see from the from the outside, I I will say we're a bit of an outsider, we deliver service as, as desired by the brands we serve. It doesn't mean we don't come to the table with all kinds of suggestions. I will say one thing that seems like common sense is to test your channels. Like, it's like one of the first things we do is go out and test our clients' channels. And especially on social, you might have an outdated you know, email that the social channels are promoting for service, uh, or it might not be monitored at all. Uh, phone numbers may not be working, emails not working. Like there's, there's like kind of 101. If you're going to 
offer access through different uh, venues and just make sure they work. Does that sound yes. ridiculous? No, that sounds, <laughs> that seems like you're saying something basic, but you're really not. You would be shocked how many channels go to nowhere. We test it all the time when we start working with a new client and we'll go on their Instagram and try to message somebody and that just goes to nowhere. Or there's an old email address listed on Twitter that is still out there that you forgot existed and that just goes to nowhere. So just doing an audit of all of your contact points can really improve your customer service and it's something easy. Exactly. And I would add, if you have self-service functionality, make sure that those links actually go to a valid page instead of the dreaded 404 page not found. Yes. Well, that's a good point, too. Yeah, you just have to keep up with it. So why don't you two share, let's shift gears a little bit, I think, uh, and share when you think about because we live in the land of service, when you experience something that you think is phenomenal, you two probably have stories. Why don't uh, Jen or Maggie, one of you share something that you have experienced that you think it was like phenomenal or could be improved? Sure. sure. I, can, I can share an example that I think is pretty easy, but I, I, as you both know, but our audience doesn't know, I love sake. And there's a company that I order from a lot. They're an online sake distributor called Tipsy Sake. And they constantly text promotions. Oh, here's a promo code for this. Here's a special for this. So I get those a lot. And I was interested in one of the promotions. So yes, people really do click on those promotions sometimes if you send them out. And the link didn't work. And I got very frustrated because it was something I was interested in and the link didn't work. So in exasperation, I texted the person back. I texted them back. I just assumed it was just an auto text so no one would respond. And I texted back. The link didn't work. And within like five seconds, somebody texted me back. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. You're right. I checked the link. It didn't work. So it was obviously a real person. It was not, it was not an, an auto response. And they said, we'll have our tech team look into it and we'll get back to you. And probably within another hour, they sent me an email because they had my email that said, okay, the link is fixed. Here's the fresh link. And so I just thought the, the service that worked, it was pretty seamless between text and email. And it, they actually responded when I texted them back. Again, all of this might seem very basic, but you would be shocked how frequently that does not happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, just to tag on to that, when I think about Texting as a service, you know, I think it's Vacasa I rented through in the past year and they're not a client. But when I called, they said, the recording said, you can also text us. And I thought, well, isn't that great? Because then I don't have to just, you know, hold for who, whoever yes. knows how long. And sure enough, they texted me right away and I needed you know, I can and that access code for a house we rented. And it was like magic. I'm like, okay, that was a whole experience that worked beautifully. And it wasn't automated. It was a human being, but it, it worked. And I thought, okay, that's, that's a great experience. It wasn't a person on the phone, but it was still a great customer service experience. 
Yeah, sometimes you want someone on the phone if there's an issue, but sometimes you just want the answer and you want it quick and you want it easy and you want it seamless. And I think that's an amazing experience. Absolutely. And my experience is a little bit different. So um, the past few years, I've been redoing my house and bought some major purchases with furniture. And I had really, really fabulous customer service with Mitchell Gold, Bob Williams, and also Bow Concepts. And I appreciated their honesty. And as we know, during the pandemic, there were a lot of shipping delays and production delays. So when we made the purchase, the sales reps there let us know, we're having delays, but we will keep you updated. And I appreciated that, that I would get emails. I received uh, phone calls to just let me know, like, here's where you are in the process. We're expected delivery date of X and Y. And then I really love the handoff that they did to their delivery companies because they um, outsource out that final um, journey for the products. And they partnered with some really fabulous companies. And on both of them, they were like, we'll call you the day, we'll let you know about when. And I asked them, I said, could you please just text me? I'll be, you know, working and I'm not going to be able to answer the phone. And they were like, absolutely. We're happy to just text you to give you an update. And they even sent me a text that we're running ahead of schedule. Um, could we come earlier? Just please let us know. If not, we're happy to just honor the original delivery time. And so for me, it was just a great experience with that honesty, keeping me up to date. I understood that delays were happening and just letting me know. And I really appreciated um, with both those companies, just that communication that they provided. Well, I think that, you know, if you remember the study we did with John Goodman, the uh, customer delight study, the number one thing that drove customer satisfaction was honesty. Yes. So it's like, doesn't yeah. that seem like common sense? Like, but it, it, not very many brands get that right. I just, that's a great story, Maggie. That's exactly what, how it should work. Yes, you would think. <laughs> yeah. That had not been my experience so in the past. So, yeah, and that's an experience that could have been really frustrating because there was delays. And if they weren't communicating, you could have been sitting there like, what's happening? When is it coming? And since they were proactive about it and upfront about it, it made all the difference. Absolutely. And then, Jen, I think we have like an example for a fabulous um, customer service experience, but how they could kick it up a notch. Yes. So do you want to start and share about that? Sure. Um, we were recently on a trip. We were traveling in Miami and we were, we were looking for a way to transport ourselves. And we found this train service called Brightline, which they have in Miami. And apparently they're going to have in some other locations. But right now I think it's just in the Miami area. And it's like a, a kind of like a commuter train, not like Amtrak. And we decided to book it and see how it was. And I think through 90% of our experience, we had an absolutely amazing, amazing, nothing but amazing things to say about Brightline. They will arrange an Uber to pick you up and take you to the station. When you get to the station, 
there's this beautiful lounge that has food and drinks while you wait for your train. You just feel like this is not the metro. This is <laughs> <laughs> the metro elevated. Yeah. I mean, and the people there were all incredibly nice. Just really put customer service at the forefront of everything they did and very knowledgeable. So, and the individuals on the train were just really phenomenal. But yeah, once you were on the train, it <laughs> felt like a first class experience. Yes. Like they would bring you drinks, they had a tray, a little cart, and they would bring you snacks. And it was clean. However, I think what you're getting at, there's yes. a little bit of a room for improvement with their actual customer service if you have to try to contact them. Yeah, so the app is really wonderful to book a train, to change a train. However, there can be some situations that you need to make adjustments and there is no one available. You, they have no feature to call someone. Um, there's no feature to chat with someone in the app. And uh, we ran into something where we needed to cancel that Uber car. We had switched uh, the trains and there was no way to do that. So we were left frustrated, you know, not being able to cancel that. And the Uber driver did not get that cancellation. And so it left us a little bit, you know, frustrated. And then that associated service that, you know, was not a great experience for that driver either. No, I was on the phone with the Uber driver and he's like, well, I can't cancel them since it was done through Brightline. And I was saying, oh, I can't cancel either since it was done through Brightline. So we were, we were trying to figure out how to contact someone. And so it was unfortunate after having this amazing experience at every single touch point to the point where we were trying to, where we just needed to contact customer service and there was, there was just no way to do that. So hit us up Brightline. We can take that amazing <laughs> experience that you have on your trains and at the stations and we can make sure that it carries over into the customer service experience. So that's a great story about a great experience, but not all parts of it were or are yet at a well-oiled machine. Um, you know, one of the things, one of the brands I think we all love is Everlane. They're not a client, but we like them for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, but I, if you look at their customer service, they don't offer phone at all. They offer email, which I know is like, Ooh. but, <laughs> but they offer texting. So email and text. And I think in your scenario that you just shared, if you could have texted someone, it's just a lot less, you know, it's just easy. So mm -hmm. I think that that, you know, is very telling when you get a brand that is clearly trying to manage customer expectations and they have a lovely message for the world. So anyway, just made me think about that. And, um, you know, it's it, if you had texting, you you might not have had that story to share. It may, it may, it may have just been all positive. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, thank you, Maggie and Sally, for sharing those examples. I think we want to continue to wrap up the podcast the way that we always have with sharing something about our culture that we think is unique or that we think is special that you can take and implement at your company. 
So this, when we're recording this, it is May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. So all throughout the month, we've been having all kinds of tips and tricks and mental health daily affirmations and challenges that you can do. But today we had a morning meditation that we invited our entire team to join us. We also recorded it because, as you know, in customer service, not everyone could be available right at that moment because they're on the phones or on the chats helping clients. Uh, But we have this amazing meditation that we did this morning. We recorded it for the team members that were not able to be there and so that people can continue to listen to it whenever they need that little moment to take a pause. And I think it's just really important offering your team when they need that pause, offering them that ability to do so. Well, we, it's, it was amazing, and I think it's great that it was recorded. I think we should share in the notes Gia yes. and her contact Absolutely. information, where to find her. I think other companies, their teams are just, who wouldn't love her? She's just, you know, very soothing, and it helps you, I mean, for me, it helps you really reset. Yeah, it's just a great way to start the day. And it's an easy thing that you can do. You don't even have to take 30 minutes, which we did today. You could do five minutes and just take that little reset. And I'm sure that Gio would love to help any of your companies. Um, and we would love to help any of your companies. So if you want to learn more about us, you could visit our website, vipdesk.com. And you can learn about us. You can reach out to us. You can contact us um, through the website. You can call us. So we're happy to help you, and we're glad to be back on the podcast. Again, thank you, Sally and Maggie, for being great co-hosts, and we will talk to you all on the next pod. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.